Not only Bader, Rodon, and Montas, but now Anthony Rizzo might be injured. Let's figure out what in the world is going on. You are Locked On Yankees, your daily New York Yankees podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to Locked On Yankees, which is part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, Stacey Gotsoulias. Thank you for making us your first listen every day. As always, I'm joined by my producer, Steve. Steve. Hello. What what on earth is going on right now? What is going on? What is going on? Well, in today's show, uh, we're going to talk a little bit. We're going to end the show on a happier note because uh, we have some injury updates for you. Oswaldo Cabrera did a fun little interview with Yes Network over the weekend. Wanted to talk about that. Uh, we have a full update on Harrison Bader. Last time we chatted, uh, we didn't know what his status was. That was on Friday. We do know what his status is now. That's coming up in our second segment. But first, Stacey, some Anthony Rizzo news. Oh, yeah, this was fun to wake up to. And it was literally waking up to it because Brian Hoke tweeted out at 8.27 a.m., Anthony Rizzo, back in parentheses, was scratched from Fort Myers trip. Aaron Boone said that Rizzo's back is, quote, cranky, but expects him to play Tuesday, said it's something we wanted to stay ahead of. Now, we all know Rizzo has had back issues in the past, kept him out of some games last year. He still ended up hitting 32 home runs, but it is kind of a big deal when you're starting first baseman that you just signed to a new contract is already having back issues before the season starts as someone with back issues i can tell you they stay with you forever so um yeah this it's good that they're getting ahead of it now it's it seems like that's kind of the mantra around mm-hmm. yankee spring camp over the last week yeah. getting ahead of the injury yeah. right mm-hmm <laughs> we're getting ahead of it. So they're not going to be out the whole season. <laughs> that's basically, yeah, that's kind of, yeah, that's how it feels right now. Mm-hmm. I don't know. How, how concerned are you about this? I mean, the, the, the exact words were his back is cranky, which whatever that means, but how are you like, what are your initial reactions to that? Like, how do you feel about it? Like I said, I have back issues. I hurt my back in college. It's been hurt ever since it was 25 years ago and it still gives me issues. And the best thing to do is rest. And, um, you know, usually it takes like a couple days and then you feel okay. But backs are very tricky, especially when you're someone who swings a bat for a living and also plays first base. So you're stretching to catch balls. You're, you know, uh, basically like throwing your body on the ground and if your back is bothering you that's a big issue plus you know he's getting older no offense to anthony rizzo but that could also be an issue but i am glad that they're getting ahead of it and you know they have guys to play in his place thank goodness if this turns into something more but hopefully it won't we detailed out some potential moves last week about um how they would handle a, a uh, Bader injury, which we now know is true, uh, but how, we, how the uh, Yankees would handle the rotation depth-wise. Um, so we kind of just, from our aspect, wanted to stay ahead of that potential thing too. Um, Stacey, like, I, I put these down as potential first base options if Rizzo were to go down. Um, I, I'm curious to your take on it. I think the the obvious first is DJ LeMahieu. He seems like the backup anyway Yeah. Uh, right now. So I think DJ would be, if, if you know, God forbid Rizzo misses opening day, it would be LeMahieu at first. Yeah. Um, like outside of that, there's not a ton major league wise, like Cabrera's 
barely played. I mean, like he's had a sniff of first base. Yeah. Um, and then Josh Donaldson has played just a hair more <laughs> over at first in the minors. There isn't a ton there either. Jake Bowers would be the obvious right now. Rail riders starting first baseman last year. It was Ronald Guzman. Uh, at least at the end of the season was Greg bird to start 2022. Um, but it ended up being Ronald Guzman being the starting first baseman. He's now with San Francisco. Um, so it would be Jake Bowers in my book, starting at first with Chad bell backing him up. Mm. So that's where I would potentially go. If you're looking at the minors, um, in the majors again, like here's some guys that like, oh, well, we can put this guy over at first. Like if I'm, I'm thinking like the Yankees fan, these guys have not played first base. Isaiah Kiner-Falefa, Willie Calhoun, Rafael Ortega, and Michael Hermosillo. Like all the guys that you think like, oh, just throw him wherever. Yeah. Uh, they have not played first. IKF is, grew up a catcher. So if they really wanted to get fancy with it, I could maybe seeing that as like the lone option if that mm -hmm. is the only option. Yeah. But I, I feel like right, DJ right is now. the backup for everyone, though, except for, well, no, he probably could play shortstop, too. But I feel like DJ is the one that if anything happens to any of the infielders, he's the one that you plug in. Yeah, yeah, I'm right there with you on that, too. I feel like he is he would be he the Yankees feel like they're trying to build like four different utility guys. Yeah. And I guess LeMahieu is one of those. I don't know. I, I don't I, I don't know anything. Let's get that out of the way. But Oswaldo Cabrera, like, I, I just don't see him either. Like, it, you can't trust that at first no. at the major league level. You can trust him in Somerset at first. Like, right. be like, okay, we can give him 40 games and see how that works out. You don't yeah. do that. Well, you know, it, and I'm not it, suggesting 40 games is how long you're anticipating Rizzo right. or anything like that. Right. I imagine he's back Tuesday, like Hoke said. But, uh, you know, this is something that we want to monitor moving forward, too. Yeah, it just reminds me of the time when the Yankees tried to put A-Rod at first base, and that was an absolute disaster. I mean, they they figured that he was so athletic, and hey, he made the switch from short to third. Why not put him at first when he's like 41 and in his like last season? Why not try and put him at first? And that was an absolute disaster. So I don't think that's going to happen here. But yeah, I think DJ is the number one. And I feel most comfortable with him there. And I feel like the Yankees would probably, if they needed to, go to Bowers as much as, you know, you said Yankee fans would want to put other guys there, but I feel like the Yankees themselves are trying to do that a little too much. That's true. Uh, Bowers, just a little aside on him. He, he's, he's got some crazy power, like crazy power. Um, he strikes out a lot, mm. a lot. So <laughs> that's the one downside for Jake Bowers. I think he's fine defensively over at first. I have no problems with it over at first base. Um, I liked Ronald Guzman at first a lot. I was very high on Ronald Guzman. Um, and especially when his bat started to get going, it was it was really, really great. So I, I think that's a pretty tough, uh, tough thing to lose in the system. Chad Bell, super young. Um, he got called up from Somerset uh, towards the end of the season last year. And and he struggled a little bit. Uh, I'm not going to lie. He, he struggled over uh, at the AAA rank. So I'm not even remotely considering Chad Bell right now as a major league replacement. Um, I think he's got, he's got some big seasoning to do at triple a um, Bowers in a pinch. But I think if, if Rizzo goes down 
like for a considerable amount of time, you might see the Yankees try and make a move. And that obviously means moving one of the big guns. Uh, you know, you try to make a smaller move, but uh, I think that that might mean you have to move somebody that you don't want to have to move, unfortunately. Yeah. Let's hope that doesn't happen. These days, every new potential hire can feel like a high stakes wager for your small business. You want to be 100% sure that you have access to the best qualified candidates available. That's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the right people for your team faster and for free. You go to LinkedIn Jobs, you add your job and the purple hashtag hiring frame to your LinkedIn profile to spread the word that you're hiring. Simple tools like screening questions make it easy to focus on the candidates with just the right skills and experience so you can quickly prioritize who you'd like to interview and hire. It's why small businesses rate LinkedIn Jobs number one in delivering quality hires versus leading competitors. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash locked on MLB. That's linkedin.com slash locked on MLB to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. So we have a Harrison Bader update. We spoke about him on Friday. I gave a brief update on Friday, too, when we found out uh, exactly what was wrong with him. And Brian Hoke updated everyone and said that Bader ex is expected to need six weeks for a big league return, which isn't terrible. That's late April. Some people were making the jokes that he was coming back on 420 and then putting up memes. I did that on Twitter because I like doing stuff like that. So that's not as terrible as it could have been. I mentioned, um, I wrote an article about this and I mentioned that Tyler Glass now also tweaked his oblique and from the point that he heard it, he was gonna be out six to eight weeks for the Rays. Obliques are tricky. We talked about it on Friday. They're kind of like hamstrings. You kind of have to like take it as it goes and figure out how it feels because they're the type of injury that can be a bad thing or could be kind of, okay, let's just rest it for a little bit and it's okay, or you're out for like months. So. Six weeks, I'm happy with six weeks. It's not the, you know, ideal, but six weeks is better than much longer than that. Yeah, I don't know how how Yankees fans are going to feel about this, if mm. it's more of like a sigh of relief <laughs> or if it's like, uh, well, of course he's hurt. Like, I, like it's, I guess it's, it's already bad. Yeah, 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 that's fair. But yeah, I mean, you can you can half full or half empty this however you want, um, but it's reality. Um, it's a bummer. I don't think it's panic button. I don't think there's any corresponding anything that is ever going to happen out of this. Um, it's not, you know, Tommy John or anything like ridiculous yeah. like that. So yeah, it's, it's like you mentioned a, a tricky, a tricky uh, injury with the oblique. You never mm -hmm. really know when it's going to come back. Like you, you also saw that they didn't actually put a strain number on it, which was kind of interesting, mm. um, which is weird. Is weird. Uh, but <laughs> yeah, but yeah, I mean, a late April return and you're hoping that Bader stays healthy the rest of it. Like that's what 30 games max. Yeah. Um, so that's not terrible. You can still get 130 out of him potentially. Um, maybe more if he, if he pushes along and progresses quicker. Um, we detailed out what the depth chart is. We're not going to rehash that conversation. Um, but we will link to the uh, episode from Friday on our YouTube side, which by the way, if you're on our YouTube side, hit subscribe for us, please. Mm -hmm. uh, we're trying to reach 2K by opening day, which is rapidly approaching by the way. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I, I mean, 
yeah, it's a bummer. Obviously, it's a bummer. But uh, you have options. I, I saw Cuddy put out a potential lineup with Hicks in left field. I still think that's up for debate. Yeah. Uh, it looks like Judge will obviously take the center field spot. But I think, I mean, if it's the right matchup and things keep going the way that they're going throughout spring, I think Cabrera could easily leapfrog over Hicks right now. Oh, yeah, definitely. Um, you were, you, you know, you joked about Yankee fans being mad at Bader, but I was already seeing it, um, seeing the, oh, of course he's hurt. He came here hurt. Of course, and, and, and I just, huh. playing baseball is not a natural thing for your body to do. You're swinging bats, you're throwing balls, you're, you know, moving things constantly. And the oblique is a tricky part of your body. And I mean, I injured my oblique doing crunches one time. You never know what's going to happen with your oblique. So any baseball player can do it. Doesn't matter what position you play. Cause like I said, Tyler glass now did it to his while he was pitching. So it's just, it's not a knock on Bader. It could happen to anyone. It's just when someone already has an injury history and then that happens, it just makes it seem worse, but it's really not. This is just a normal injury that baseball players sometimes get. The plantar fasciitis is not. So at least that's not acting up, you know, that's, the I guess the glass half full part that his feet are healthy and his legs are healthy which yeah. is what you need from a speedy guy on the bases and a guy who plays a really good center field yeah I think the Yankees should they get an injury to like a Stanton or a judge I think that is when you go uh-oh <laughs> I think you're on it here I'll, I'll coin a new term I think you're on the cusp of uh-oh you're right <laughs> I think you're on the cusp of uh-oh yeah. Uh, again, to, to reiterate the Rizzo stuff, like it doesn't seem like that's going to be anything that's too big at this point. It's something that you monitor throughout the season. That might be something you monitor the rest of the way where you're going, give him a day off. Okay. We're not going to start him on the first day of this trip. Like that's something that you're just monitoring right. um, because that's a, there's nothing you can do. <laughs> there's nothing you can do to, to, to rescue a back once it's bad, it's bad. It's bad. Yeah. Um, you can mitigate. That's about it. Um, but Bader, I mean, he could totally come back and in three weeks and feel incredible, right? And be like, well, we should give it more time because we don't know how it's going to act. And then he's just sitting there forever. But he's taking swings. He's taking BP with everybody. He's feeling fine. And then he never has an oblique injury again for the rest of his life. Right. Like it's not like it's not like the back like that. Um, yeah. So that's the good news. If there's anything to be hurt on Harrison Bader. Uh, I think you said it well there. It, it, I guess it's the oblique, right? <laughs> like, right. I, I guess if you're if you're throwing darts at at a dartboard, like you're you're hoping it lands there. I guess we've dealt with so many. You know, I've been covering the Yankees for Locked On since 2018. I hosted the show solo 2019 when they lost like 33 players to the IL, and it was it was a time. So yeah, it, it's gotten to the point where I, I don't panic over injuries as much as I used to because it's just like you can't do anything about it and you just have to hope that whoever they plug in can do the job the built march madness bracket is here we know you have a favorite bar or puff and now's your time to make it count go to builtmarchmadness.com to vote for your favorites when you vote for your favorite bar or puff you'll be entered into a drawing where 50 lucky locked on listeners will get a free box of built not only that, but one Locked On fan will win a 12-month subscription to Built to have Built's best bars or puffs delivered monthly straight to your door. You got to try Built. Built, the best protein bar ever. Seriously, they're amazing, and you won't even think that they're good for you, which is great. Run to BuiltMarchMadness.com 
right now to vote for your favorite bar or puff and pick up a box while you're there. You can vote every day in March. So hop in and support your pick. So over the weekend, Meredith Morakovitz interviewed Oswaldo Cabrera on his super utility role for the Yankees. And I just, I love listening to him talk because he's just so happy all the time. He's so happy to be playing baseball. He does whatever the Yankees want him to do, and he's happy to do it. He can go into the clubhouse and they'd say, Oswaldo, we want you to sit on the top of the wall and just catch balls out there. And he would do it. He would be happy to do it. So he was discussing all of the different positions he's played so far and just he's so happy to be a Yankee and you want to see that from a young player. I've detailed out a couple of times and I think we've talked about it a good chunk of, of time here as well. I love his zest for life. Yeah. Um, I, I was so thrilled to have him on, on the rail riders last season and the guy that you are seeing in the bigs is the same guy. If anything, he's gotten more confident mm. since he's gotten to the bigs. Like he was, he was obviously like who he is, joyous, happy, like always outgoing and like kind of like a breath of fresh air, but he wasn't necessarily like the leader of the team at the time, especially at the beginning of the season, Ender and Ciarte was on the club. Um, and it was in the locker room in Ciarte and then Cabrera and Peraza were like straddled in the lockers. Mm. So they were all sitting next to each other. And all they did all day long was like talk and laugh and like joke and have fun. Like they were best friends. Um, and I think that energy has kind of just blossomed as Cabrera's gotten to the show. Um, you know, when we were, what, two weeks ago talking about Oswaldo, we're like, he might be in the minors to start the season. I think that is completely out of the window by now. Mm -hmm. I, I think he's just on the team. I think yeah. he's just part of the team. Yeah. I think I think he's not on the team as the shortstop like we anticipated maybe a year ago, but he is on the team as the utility guy. And it seems like he doesn't I wouldn't say care that that's the role. I think it's like he, he's in the opposite direction. He's like, great. This is cool. This is new. Yeah. Um, I mean, I guess you're on the major league roster. So anyway, you can get there. Right. Like it's. It's a good thing. Yeah. And he even joked in the interview. Um, he said that he had his bag with him when they were in Lakeland and that Rafael Ortega went to pick it up. And he was like, wow, this is really heavy. And when he opened up the bag, there were five or six gloves because he plays so many different positions. He has to bring all the gloves in case he's needed for something. So that's yeah. just, that's really funny. And yeah, he's great. I love this kid. Yeah. Yeah. He was talking about, and oh, people were talking about his, his necklaces that he wears. Uh-huh. Uh, during yeah. the games and uh, he said that a, a specific person made him the necklaces and that he will probably he said he'll probably keep wearing those necklaces for the rest of his life while he's playing like those specific mm -hmm. uh, necklaces because they bring him luck and um, you know she you mentioned his confidence and she even asked him about that and it was kind of funny because he kind of didn't answer about where it came from he was just you know like it's just who he is. Yeah. It's just who I am. It's just here. Yeah. <laughs> I can't really explain uh, it. We will we'll link the full interview, by the way. It's up on the Yes Network YouTube channel. Um, I did want to point this out. Uh, I've I've mentioned this to you off pod, but his English has gotten a lot better. His English was good last season. Um, and 
we had done interview, you know, obviously did multiple interviews last season while I was covering the team and, you know, every, it was always peachy and great. And like, there was always, there was no, nothing wrong. The only things that ever happened where there were times, you know, it was radio interviews. So he wasn't on camera, but he would say, you know, like he would kind of get tripped up every now and then on some questions or like, Oh, that's not exactly what I wanted to say there, which is completely typical for a second language. Of course. Um, but he, he, I mean, the, if you watch this interview, it's one take. Yeah, it's one take. There's no edits. There's no problems there. Um, and you mentioned the confidence question. I think that might be a part where he kind of maybe got tripped up a little bit. A little but bit. Overall, incredible. Like it, it, I'm really impressed with him. He had been working on it. I know uh, throughout the season on wanting to speak more English. Um, and and it's it's just really cool to see. And and it's so nice when you see good people get, have good things happen to them. Yes. Um, and that's totally as Waldo. And um, I want him to ride this wave as long as he possibly can. I, I, I hope he blossoms and has an incredible 2023 and beyond. Yeah. Because um, he's just a, an all around great guy and, and ended up being like my favorite guy on the team last year. Like amongst of a lot of really good dudes on the Rail Riders last season, um, it was a really good energy team. Um, everyone was upbeat and uh, genuine and 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 nice and you know accommodating and all that good stuff so everything you want out of a team um but as well the Cabrera was like the the shining star you know mm -hmm. it was it was awesome to see him like that and it's so awesome to see him in the bigs and we talked about it last week when he was mic'd up in center during a game that's no edits that's live on the spot while your yeah. brain is working because I mean look English is his second language Spanish is obviously his first language so he in my mind is probably thinking in Spanish still yeah um there's there's that you know as, as someone who is working on a second language you you start to you, you kind of pass a threshold where you start hitting that second stride where you go okay now i'm starting to kind of think in that language and i think that's maybe he's kind of getting over that hump maybe he's starting to think in english a little bit which is yeah. so great for him because if you're playing he was in center right or where was where was he during that interview was he in center no i think he was in right and he was he talking was about right. wanting to be in center yeah, that was the yeah, interview right, when right. he said he wanted to be in center. Yeah. Yeah. So he's in right field and he's like analyzing the game, thinking about what he has to do while also answering questions live and being able to joke and being able to like hear it. That's always an issue, being able to hear the questions. Yeah. What a great dude. I wanted to end this episode on like a high note. And I, I think maybe we should just start doing that. Just end every episode with Oswaldo Cabrera. Yeah. Because he's all like, he's such an easy guy to root for. Yeah, he really is. And uh, I just enjoy everything about him. And like you said, it is really fun to see the change because even from last year to this year, you know, toward the end of the season, they were interviewing him more. And I can see a difference from then to now in how he's doing it. And I mean, there are native English speakers who don't speak the language, you know, <laughs> correctly all the time. And uh -huh. I can't even imagine having to come to America, learn English and try to answer questions from a native speaker of English mm -hmm. while you, I just, I can't even imagine it. It's yeah, just, it's tough. It's crazy. And, and, and on the, uh, the note of uh, that, this is where I really noticed how far his English has come was when uh, you were asked, you talked about the necklaces. Yeah. He said, good luck charm, which that's like a deeper part of English, right? Like that's not like just like, left field right field like right. knowing just like the basics of how Spanish, uh, english works and like where you are in the world and like you're being able to do that kind of stuff but being able to like know what a good luck charm is mm -hmm. that's when i was like wow okay now he knows what like he speaks english well and it's yeah. it's awesome i'm so happy yeah. for him yeah 
So yeah, we're going to end it on that because yeah, let's end it there. I love that. Let's let's again. We're ending every episode on Oswaldo Cabrera. That's the the third segment is the Cabrera segment now. <laughs> so for the rest of this week, it'll be more spring training stuff. We have specific episodes set. We're going to talk about some minor league. We're going to do minor league previews, aren't we? Isn't that what the Correct. plan was? Yeah. So, yeah. you know, you you're all going to know more stuff than you've ever known watching Locked On Yankees, and it's going to be great. <laughs> and I'm going to know more too because I know some of the minor league guys, but I'm learning along with all of you. So it's going to be a lot of fun. So thank you for making Locked On Yankees your first listen. For your second listen, check out Locked On Fantasy Baseball with Matt and Dom as they bring you the best fantasy draft strategies every day. Find it wherever you get your podcasts and on YouTube, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm Stacey Gatsoulias. We'll see you tomorrow.